The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. Welcome into Talk of Champions recruiting. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's Zach Barry at Zach underscore Barry. I'm still under the weather, if you couldn't tell. Sick, got the gunk. Hopefully Zach doesn't. Hey, buddy. What's up, man? I think you sound great. Um, it could be these high these high quality headphones that I have. Um, but yeah, you sound you sound like you're doing well. You're, you're, you're of, fighting through it. Yeah, I'm I'm fighting through it, but I'm kind of reeling pretty bad right now because not only physically do I feel like crap because I'm sick, but there's like tornadic hellstormish weather system or whatever coming through my hometown right now in new albany and i'm staring out my window it's pouring down rain i feel sick and hugh freeze is the head coach of auburn so it's just a really gloomy tuesday that we could allow to spiral but we're not going to do that well it, right now we're in peak late november early december weather in uh, middle tennessee where it is currently 66 degrees so It'll be like this for this week, and then next week it'll be 20. Yep. And then we'll kind of go back and forth until about mid-December, late December. And, uh, yeah, so. Does Nashville ever get snow on Christmas? You know, I was trying to think – I was trying to talk through that with my wife the other day. I feel like it was two years ago we did. Um, is it more so, ice or is it actual snow? Last year we got legit snow, and it was – it was after Christmas. I think it was early to mid January, but we got actual snow. Um, it's, you know, global warming is a thing. Um, Cause you know, before it was always just like, a, you know, the wintry mix, like the ice that would just basically make it, you just cannot go driving anywhere unless you have, you know, a diesel truck that's heavy enough to not slide everywhere. But yeah, now it's like actual snow where you can make actual, snowballs and like throw it at somebody and it doesn't like bruise them from the chunks of ice. But um yeah, I want to say the last maybe three years, four years, snow in and around Christmas. Um so yeah, it's uh it, it's it's getting better. Um oh, okay. so you get little remnants of a white Christmas, but uh but yeah. Huh. But yeah, you this is like Auburn. I'm gonna go ahead and get it out of the way. Um <laughs> Does that impact recruiting at all? I, man, I don't think so. I, I think um, 
without going into a, a diatribe about him, I, especially Mississippi prospects, I think a lot of the the shine is off of his shtick. And I think for the most part, people know kind of who he really is. And I, I don't think it matters. And I don't really know if Auburn's going to look at anyone that Ole Miss already has committed. Um, now there's probably going to be some some overlap with some guys that they're trying to flip or some uncommitted guys that they're maybe trying to get late. But I don't see, you know, I, I don't think they're going to make a run at anyone like an Aiden Williams or, um, you know, a, a Suntarian Perkins or anything like that. Um, maybe in the next class, there'll be some head-to-heads, but I, I don't think right now. I think at this point, Freeze and whatever staff he hires is probably going to be doing a lot of keeping guys from getting into the portal and then hitting the portal um, as well as trying to keep the class that they have together right now. So I, I don't see anything in this class. Well, Lane Kiffin is still at Ole Miss. Quinshawn Judkins, we don't have to worry about potentially following Lane Kiffin to Auburn because you freeze the hokey fraud that he is is still there or is now there. Um, so when you look at Ole Miss's recruiting efforts, we both have kind of talked through or on this podcast have talked through all the prospects. Don't feel like a lot of drama is coming for them, the high school kids I'm talking about. But the window for the NCAA transfer portal, the first one opens on December 5th, and a lot of kids have already entered the portal from Ole Miss or maybe potential uh, players of interest at other schools that have entered the portal, including Theo, Theo Weiss, the wide receiver from Oklahoma. Here's my question. I know the answer, but for the Ole Miss fan listening right now, as we kind of dip into this window, um, this transfer portal window, and what all, all Ole Miss could be expected to do, anybody surprise you from Ole Miss that has gotten in? Because the only one that kind of surprised me, and I not really because I thought it was going to happen, but it's still kind of surprised Demon Clowney. Other than that, everyone else was completely expected. Even Clowney was completely expected. It's just a bummer because um, that kid had a lot of promise. That'd probably be the only one. The others were all expected. Yeah. Uh, Luke Altmeyer was, you know, the worst kept secret. It was, I mean, very clear that he was getting in the portal when the few times that, you know, maybe Jackson Dart's helmet came off or, or he had to come out for a play that Kincaid Dent would come in. That was very clear at that point. And um, so that one wasn't a shock. Um, maybe the only shock was that Isaiah Woolard got into the portal because I don't know how he has eligibility left. That's what I thought um, too. But hey, man, go, go do your thing. Um, I love it. He's a great you know, guy. Unk's a great guy. All-time leading rusher in the state of Mississippi. Um, so yeah, he'll go play. He's, he'll, why he's here is because Cam Akers spurned Ole Miss. Yeah, he'll go have his victory lap. Go play football somewhere, and you know, get out and get into the world. But yeah, I mean, everybody else was expected. Demon Clowney was a bit of a shock because I. I thought maybe the only reason that he would leave is if there was some staff changes just because of who recruited him. But yeah, I mean, he just never kind of put it together, had some, some nagging injuries and then just, you know, didn't really, didn't really catch on like people thought he would this year. I mean, physically he looked great. You know, he was a little green when he got to campus, he was a little lean, um, was having to, you know, fine tune some technique, learn some, some things to do other than just your classic speed or bull rush that you can just do that in high school because you're better. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of anticipated him having a little bit more of an impact. Um, Brandon Mack, I guess is another bummer. He was another guy that was really showing promise last year and then got hurt. Um, so yeah, not a shock there, but more of a bummer. 
with Brandon Mack just because he was he looked like he was close for the light to come on and you really needed him to step up with the loss of Sam Williams to the NFL. And that's kind of what or how Ole Miss has operated under Lane Kiffin. It's been a handful, maybe 30 guys that play all the time. There's not a lot of depth, um, even though you thought you'd be getting some depth from four-star prospect signs such as Braylon Brown at wide receiver, J.J. Henry, Brandon Max is a good example of that. Damon Clowney was former four-star prospect. But that's been one legitimate criticism, I think, of Lane Kiffin or Ole Miss under Lane Kiffin for three seasons is that you haven't seen that next man up depth develop. And Damon Clowney getting the portal, and to a lesser extent, Brandon Mack is a good example of that. Yeah, I. it's a combination of some misses in recruiting and then just bad luck with injuries. And also a complete – or not complete, but certainly an overwhelming reliance on the transfer portal. Yeah. I mean, you gotta, you can, you can have some, some guys that fill some gaps and some instant impact, um, you know, effect on your roster, but you also need to build some quality depth and not only build the depth, but you have to develop the depth. And I think that there are some, some misses and some, some uh, some lack of development and some key spots that you saw down the stretch in the season where they didn't have a lot of dudes up front, you know, in the front seven, um, whether it be injury or just guys that aren't developing. That's one thing that has to change, um, especially since I think now Lane Kiffin's going to be here. Or maybe we'll be right back in the same place next year and there'll be another job that comes open. And Because every single season after the regular season is over with Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss, he's flirted with other jobs. He's pursued other jobs. And the first time the interest – or that affection was reciprocated was Auburn this year. And he like Hugh Freeze doesn't become Auburn's head coach unless Lane Kiffin tells them no. So Auburn again getting Ole Miss sloppy seconds, but congrats to Hugh Freeze, I guess. Hopefully he won't DM people constantly. But he's already said that it's inaccurate that he was told mm-hmm. like that in his contract he had to give up relinquish power or control of his freaking Social media accounts, uh, yeah. that's inaccurate. That's something you felt you need to clarify in your introductory press conference. I digress. Yeah, I digress. it's go. It's going well. I digress. Trust him to run your football program, but you don't trust him to be on Twitter. I so, digress. Anyway. We're digressing. So with Kiffin and the portal coming up, you've kind of seen his recruiting be so portal reliant because almost had real holes from uh, the Hugh Freeze and Matt Luke years but also because he was trying to win as much and as quickly as possible at Ole Miss because he was flirting with other jobs. I think now with how everything was handled with the Auburn flirtation, he's going to be here for a couple of years. Um, At least that's my feeling about it right now. That could change tomorrow. It's Lane Kiffin. You never know. So I do think there will be a little bit more of an emphasis on long-term building rather than just thinking short-term, got to go, got to go, got to get it done now. There'll be a little bit more of a long-term building focus. Not They're still going to rely mostly mostly on the transfer portal, but I do think you'll start to see a little bit more of it than you certainly did in the first three years under Kiffin, if that makes sense. Yeah, and, you know, I, I tend to agree, not just because of the, the extension, but I, I do think that maybe this was a, you know, a bit of a wake up call with, with how he went about the portal. And now I think he's going to have to kind of rethink, you know, he's always going to hit the portal. He's never going to not use the transfer portal because it is vital because you're at at a place like Ole Miss where you're having to go into these recruiting territories that everyone else is in and you're not going to be able to get every single 
five and four star that you want, you're going to have to get creative and you're going to have to not only evaluate and make, you know, these signees, you know, these, these three stars that's, you know, Quinshawn Judkins says hello, um, that others may not have offered, but you evaluate and think that they can help your program. You're going to need to hit on those, but also hit the portal, find some instant impact guys to help you along the way as you develop the other guys in that same room. So I think, um, you know, we'll get into it here in a moment, but there, there are some key spots that they are going to have to find some guys to come in and be effective because they're graduating some key players and some key spots that you absolutely have to have to be not only competitive in the SEC West, but to survive. Yeah, I like that they don't have to go into this offseason getting a quarterback and a running back and a number one linebacker and two safeties. Uh, no, three safeties, at least one offensive. I mean, it's a little bit less of a drastic, you know, jumping into the portal than it was last year. Because, I mean, even mm-hmm. in the case of the offensive lineman, we said last year going into the portal, they have to get a decorated plug-and-play offensive lineman. And we thought that was Mason Brooks. And yet you saw Micah Pettis, Jaden Williams emerge, and Mason Brooks never played. Those are high school guys. Those are developmental guys. And that's a testament, I think, to a Jake Thornton. He deserves credit for that. Uh, but can you get that across your roster to where the portal can more – supplement your roster and bring about competition to get the best out of guys, but also plug and play potentially um, rather than just, Oh God, if we don't get this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, how can we put a team together? So going into this off season and this portal, uh, the, because there's two portal windows. This is the first one will open December 5th. And the second one will come uh, once the new year comes around. They don't have yeah. to get a quarterback. They don't have to get a running back necessarily. A, re- a running back is now a luxury for them because you didn't, you couldn't rely going into the last offseason that Quinshawn Jenkins was going to come in and become the single season Ole Miss record or older for rushing yards. You could have never anticipated that. Um, so getting Zach Evans was important, but also getting Ulysses Bentley. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. Yeah. You don't have to go and pursue that. Like you don't. You don't have a glaring need there. You don't have a glaring need at um at quarterback you don't have a glaring need at the tackle spots i mean you're trying to get a starting tackle last year and that's why you got mason brooks but the one area where they got a hit and they've really tried to hit and it's still a need despite really trying to address it as much as they could wide receiver no 100 and i think that it was even though i mean you look at the um this the statistical, well, I can't talk, statistical leaders in the SEC. And Ole Miss has two guys in the top five in receiving yards, Malik Heath and Jonathan Mingo. Both of those guys are going to be gone. And after that, I mean, what do you have at that position? Um, Malik you know, is, is gone. Jordan Watkins could go pro. Uh, Jonathan Mingo could go pro. Uh, I don't know what is going to happen with Jalen Robinson. Because, I mean, in the preseason, sitting down and talking to that kid, he was not shy about it. He said, man – I'm here to ball out in one year and go to the pros. And he was nowhere to be found because of injuries. He barely played. So does he stay now? Or does almost think it can now improve upon him? Dayton Wade was a great pickup, but Dayton Wade can't be everything. Yeah, I mean, Ole Miss has really hit on some guys that, you know, Mark Robinson a year ago, Dayton Wade this year, um, you know, guys that were not the highly touted transfer that, that right. everyone wanted. Um, but yeah, I mean, are you, are He's you expecting had the most success with those kind of guys too? That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, chance Campbell played a lot at Maryland, but he wasn't a guy that every single P 
power five program wanted. So I think you could lump him in there, even though he was a multi-year starter at a P five program, but you're going to have to, I mean, are you expecting Aiden Williams to come in and have a Quinshawn Judkins type impact? I mean, that's a lot to put on a guy at receiver. Um, you know, in receiver is a position that's not as easily, you know, it's not an easy transition anymore with no, the types of offenses yeah. and all the calls you make at the line. I mean, it's hard. I mean, this isn't, you know, the, maybe at North Carolina, maybe at North Carolina, it's a little easier where it's just get open, but, um, but yeah, so they're going to have to find some, some impact dudes. And, you know, I, I don't know if it's two, three guys in the portal. I, I don't know because you, I mean, you have to evaluate the room you have. Is is Jonathan Mingo going pro? I don't know. I don't know. Um, is Jordan Watkins going pro? I don't think he should, but he might. Um, you know, what's the deal with a guy like Braylon Brown? Like, is it's time for him to start making plays? I know he had the injury, but he's been, you know, healthy from, you know, to my knowledge, he's healthy. He just never played. Um, you know, you're going to have to get these guys to start doing something because it's becoming a problem where you're having to hit the portal for everything because you're not developing these guys that you sign. Yeah. Cause who had more of an impact? Ladarius Tennyson, who was a backup at Auburn, a team that finished 500 this year, below 500. I don't even remember. Or Michael Trigg and Michael Trigg was wanted by everybody. Yeah. It's as if Lane Kiffin has really done his best work in the portal, in the margins. Troy Brown mm-hmm. is not, the Michael Trigg recruitment where everybody was tweeting and talking about it constantly. Right. Boy Brown had a bigger impact than Michael Trigg. And now you still need a tight end. So I'm curious um, what, what they're going to do at wide receiver. If they're just going to try to get one or two real, just real studs. Cause you took a big swing with Jalen Robinson. It didn't work out. Dayton Wade was more productive. Jordan Watkins could stay. Jonathan Mingo could stay theoretically. I don't know if they're, I would say that both of them are trending toward going, but I don't know if one of, or both of them stayed, that'd be huge, but you still need to upgrade your explosion mm-hmm. on the perimeter. They just didn't have that. Right. Yeah. They, you're going to have to go get some big body receivers that can make plays in one-on-one situations. Cause look, I, I, I thought that Malik Heath was brought in to just kind of be a red zone guy that can, Expose some mismatches, but I mean, he was Ole Miss's number one tar- number one guy this year. Yeah, I mean, he did everything. I mean, he was head and shoulders better than anyone else in that room, and made a tremendous impact on the offense. I mean, there were some games where guys just completely disappeared, but Malik Heath was out there getting his every single game. Um, and he's gone. So you know who who are you going to bring in at that position? I think that's probably the biggest need because you can only rely on Quinshawn Judkins for so much. And I do think that that was a huge reason why Ole Miss had early success was they were able to run the football well before Zach Evans got really dinged up. They were able to run the football and people were having to honor that. And it kind of helped Jackson dart along because he had such a good run game to help him get acclimated but then once teams started stacking the box and taking the run game away, outside of Malik Heath and Jonathan Mingo here and there, nobody else really emerged as a go-to guy and someone that could make plays and stretch the field. And it wasn't until, you know, six, seven, eight games into the season where they started throwing the football downfield. 
And that, you know, it could be a combination of guys weren't doing enough to make plays. And then maybe they didn't trust Jackson Dart enough that early in his career in the offense. I, I don't know. A lot of factors there, but you're going to have to get some, some guys that can take the top off the defense and, you know, be a dude, be, be someone that the defense has to know where they're lined up every play. Well, let's go through the hot list quarterback. We've got one, uh, one player to be taken at quarterback, maybe a transfer portal guy to bring depth behind Jackson dart right now. It's Marcel Reed and that's it, right? Yeah. I, I to my knowledge, unless, there's something that pops in the next couple of days with any quarterbacks getting into the portal. I, I don't see them going that route because I do think that they feel really good about where they sit with two 2024 guys. And so unless it's a stopgap grad transfer as just a, just sheer backup, you know, worst case scenario that Jackson dark gets hurt because I don't think they want to thrust Marcel Reed out there as a true freshman. Um, but for now, I think it's just Marcel Reed and that's it. Running back, we've got three. I don't expect running back to be a priority in the portal. They could add someone there, but it's it's certainly down uh down the wish list. Yeah, I think that's gonna be high school, at least for now. Um, I haven't heard any movement about anybody else in the portal. I know LJ Johnson from Texas AM is in the portal. Um yeah. Ole Miss recruits the state of Texas you know, a lot and successfully so far with this staff, but I don't know. I haven't heard anything about him, but for now, I think the focus is on Kedra Criscano and Dante Dowdle. Um, Christopher Johnson's on the list. He took an official visit to Clemson and Clemson has made a huge move. Um, I'd probably say they're the leader right now. Um, That's with, Ol- with Ole Miss and Miami kind of running two and three or tied for two, whatever, but yeah, I mean, he's he's a guy that would bring a skill set to the offense that they could really use. There was a time that we thought that Ole Miss was going to get two of these three running backs. It sounded like where things stand today as far as how it's trending, one would be good. Yeah, I think they still lead for Riscano. Um, they're going to keep trying. Why is he committed, though? That, who knows? Um, okay. his, his senior season's over. Um We'll see if he takes another visit before signing day. He said that's what he wanted to do. Um, I don't think the timing was right for him to come for the Egg Bowl because of just the holidays, and then his senior season was just over. So I I imagine he was probably pretty bummed. Um, So they're going to keep trying for Dante Dowdle. I I don't, as of right now, I don't think it happens. I think he's pretty set with Oregon, but you never know. But they're going to keep trying, and, you know, he's a Mississippi prospect, and, You've got everybody on staff is trying to flip him, so maybe. Um, but right now, I think it's just Riscano at running back. The car buying process can be a lot. I know. I've been there. You just want to get in and out with a new car and the best deal. Simple. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford keeps it simple. They're going to take care of you, get you in and out with your new vehicle with a great deal. Their inventory right now is priced to sell, and what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from any and all competitors is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford, 
That's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Alan Samuels, let's be friends. BNA Bank is celebrating 125 years of local banking. For generations, BNA Bank has been a stable fixture in Northeast Mississippi, supporting and investing in our local small businesses, local schools, local community events, local charities, and so much more. At BNA Bank, we believe in our local communities, businesses, and organizations because we are a local business, too. Thank you for choosing to bank local with BNA Bank. The signs of summer are here. Freshly mowed grass, days in the water at the ballpark, and all the rest on the golf course. Well, that's how we do it over here at Oxford and Ole Miss anyway. And PXG Golf Apparel is here to make sure you're locked and loaded for round after round at University Course or Oxford Country Club. PXG has taken its mission to create the most high-quality, high-performance golf clubs in the game to their new line of apparel as well. With PXG Apparel, there's something for everyone. From pants, polos, and sweaters to hats, joggers, and skirts. You'll usually find me with a hat on my head, and PXG has nailed the fitted breathable. And my navy goes with pretty much anything. So don't wait another second. Elevate your style game on and off the course with the PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com TOC and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions at checkout to save 10% on all apparel. That's pxg.com TOC. Code TOC for Talk of Champions to save 10% on apparel. BXG, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When's the last time you thought about retirement? What about saving for your kid's college? In these crazy economic times, working with a professional is of the utmost importance, and that's where my friend Thomas Chandler comes in. Thomas is a financial planner with Capital Financial Group, and he wants to help you make the right decisions for your financial future. So give him a call today at 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. 0186 and tell them that Ben sent you for a no-cost consultation and get started toward financial independence today with Thomas Chandler of Capital Financial Group. Here's a question. If they strike out on all three of those guys. Oof. Definitely going to go get, get at least one in the portal. How far up does that become on the needs list in the portal? Not leapfrog and wide receiver or tight end. No, I think it's up there because I mean you've got Judkins coming back, you've got Bentley coming back. Um, I mean I'd put it at like a two percent chance that Zach Evans comes back. Um, I mean maybe he gets some feedback from some from some scouts that they want to see some more durability just because he was just 
nagging injuries and having to come out of games a lot. So good, I, but I, I, yeah, when he's healthy, he's he's a he's a legitimate top five back in the country. If so I don't know. Could be a second round pick. Zach Evans could easily be. A <laughs> yeah, so I I think that's a pipe dream. Um, I mean, it, yeah, receivers up there, tight ends up there, but running back would be pretty close behind. Aiden if they don't get anyone. Aiden Williams is committed. Demetrius Bell, that still seems more like a pipe dream than not. Uh, Caden Lee, who knows? Um, I've been thinking Caden Lee was going to be an Ole Miss Rebel for months. In the portal right <laughs> yeah. now, we got Theo Weiss and uh, Dante Thornton from Oregon and Oklahoma, respectively. So, uh, well, Theo Weiss is at Oklahoma, Dante Thornton, Oregon. I think Theo, I don't know much about Dante, but Theo I've, I've heard a lot about for a while now. Yeah, Theo Weiss was one of the names that was kind of swirling around last portal cycle. Yeah. And then he stayed at Oklahoma. Um, I think Ole Miss is, is heavily involved there. Dante Thornton um, is someone that uh, I put on the hot list just to keep an eye on. Um, he's from the Baltimore area. Ole Miss recruits that area heavily. And he fits the mold of a guy that they need. He's 6'5". He's close to 200 pounds. And I think that he would be a nice complement to uh, the room that they have right now. Um, I... They they got to get not only some playmakers they got to get guys with size, um, just to yeah, win those. Yeah, they were smaller. Yeah, they were a lot smaller at receiver outside of Heath, and uh, Mingo. But yeah, I mean he's listed at six five two oh five, um, and I think that he's someone that could could help them a lot. Um, but yeah, Weese is the guy that I think that people need to know. Another, he's similar in stature to Jonathan Mingo. He was a five-star, on-three consensus five-star, top 30 player in the country. He's from Allen, Texas. Allen's a high school that, that Ole Miss has, has recruited well over the years. So I think he's the one to know there. But he's I think the – there's injuries too, doesn't he? He's had a couple injuries. Um, I, I, it wasn't anything like – at least to my knowledge, I don't think it was an ACL or anything crazy, just some – some nagging things, but I mean, I think Aiden Williams is going to sign with Ole Miss and, and I do think he's going to play as a true freshman. I don't know if he'll be a Quinshawn Judkins type freshman, but he will play. And I think they're in a good spot with Caden Lee. Um, Demetrius Bell is kind of the wild card. I don't think even Demetrius Bell knows what he wants to do, but he's kind of just kind of out there in the wind. And then there's a, there's another potential portal target that plays for an SEC East school that uh, if he does get in the portal, it will be uh, it will be a a just a foot race with another SEC East program to get him. Just say Barry and Brown. It's fine. This is a business. Yeah, it's Barry and Brown. We, all this stuff is out in the open now. <laughs> it's Barry and Brown. Yeah, he's that Barry and Brown. Um, in the Ole Miss was hot after Barry and Brown last year um, as a five star prospect coming out of high school. Ole Miss was getting year. Barry and Brown until NIL. Yeah, and now they actually have ten million dollars to splurge on a uh, on a luxury position like wide receiver because they don't have to get a quarterback. And Ole Miss fans stepped up when they were scared to death that Lane Kiffin might go to Auburn. So if Barry Brown gets in, it's going to be hard to beat Tennessee. But Ole Miss has far more weapons at its disposal than it's ever had in the pursuit of a kid that really liked Ole Miss to begin with. Yeah, and he's got a really good relationship with with Jock Upton, who's on the Ole Miss staff. He's from the he's from Nashville, um, and then. Uh, Ole Miss has recruited Nashville um, at a high level. They've been successful recruiting the state of Tennessee in the Nashville area. Uh, Barry Brown's tight with Marcel Reed. Um, you know, I think that it would, yeah, like you said, it'll be a it'll be a, a fist fight with Tennessee for him. But 
Um, I think that they would be in a good spot if he were to get in the portal to uh, bring him over to Ole Miss. Yeah, in my opinion, if you're looking for a position where the biggest splash could happen, wide receiver. Yeah, they could take multiple guys there. Yeah. Tight end, I don't think they're going to dip into the portal for a tight end. I've changed my opinion on this. And the reason why is Michael Trigg has nowhere to go. I know he's suspended, but if yeah. college football is is simply about winning, which is it, which it is, nothing else matters. It used to be that, you know, you had a connection with Ole Miss. That's my clan, man, right? We're all mm-hmm. Ole Miss. Now right. it's a strict businessman. So I think the presence of John David Baker and Dane Stevens on the staff helps Michael Trick's case to where I do think he'll get reinstated. But he um, can't go anywhere now because, like, he's used his one one time penalty. For yeah, him. yeah. But I, but I mean, if it was a, a real issue and they were, you know, moving on, then that would have already happened. And I think that. That's a good point. It's it's not like it's over for him. I mean, he had the injury, however serious it was. Um, I don't know if they were a little gunshot to put him back out there to where he would re-injure it and then it just put him, you know, farther out in recovery. But I, I mean, I think you would have a nice little one-two punch with him and, and Kyron Heath, and then you're bringing in a guy like Javante Connor, who I'm really high on. I think he's very underrated. Um, and look, I mean, kind of in the Dante Dowdle camp, they're going to keep plugging away at Lawson Lucky. They yeah, I just uh, they not yeah, feels like a pipe dream though. Yeah, he's a he's a legacy at Georgia and he's <laughs> said to all listen to us. <laughs> he's a legacy yeah. at Georgia, committed to Georgia. Where is he going? He's he said all the right things and he's been very diplomatic with how he responds to questions and you know when he does these conversations with reporters, but I mean at a certain point you got to look at the numbers game. I mean Georgia's got a tight end room that's full of talent and that's fine he has he has opportunity zach almost will be the top and great opportunity greatest opportunity for lawson lucky once he he gets into the portal next year (laughs) well that could be the thing is that Um, too cynical too cynical no and look i mean i think ole miss threw the kitchen sink at him during the official visit it went well um but i i don't think that one's happening but they're gonna they're gonna keep trying so Huh. He's on the list. Hey man, hope springs eternal. Offensive line. That's right. Four. Uh, I think we need to do it this way to finish this thing out. So I'm going to go through each position. Um, priority in the portal. Uh, just kind of where this position stands in, in terms of their needs. Offensive line, as far as the portal is concerned, it's down there. I think um, you got Damian George from Alabama as a potential target for Ole Miss in the portal. They've got yeah. one, two, two commitments, and they're after Kobe Keenum and Tyree Adams as well. Tyree Adams canceled his Ole Miss visit. I don't think that's just ever going to happen. We might even remove him from the hot list. But um, Yeah, he never, like, he never gave a specific date. He just said yeah. December. Yeah. I feel like with the emergence of Micah Pettis and Jaden Williams, Jeremy James is a toss-up. He could go pro. He could stay if he stays. That's huge. Uh, Nick Broker could be really the only loss for your offensive line. Um, Eli Ack will be back. Caleb Warren will be back. So uh, I feel like offensive line isn't that high. Yeah, they're in a good spot. Damian George is on the list um, just because the guy played football at Alabama and he played a lot before this season. He lost his starting job this year, but he played 17 games and he played high school ball at North Shore with Zach Evans. So there's a tie there. He was thinking of getting in the portal last year. And it was almost going to be a slam dunk that he was going to come with Zach Evans. But um, yeah, he's probably the one name that I would look at unless something else happens over the next couple of days. 
he could be uh, a guy that you could plug in either right tackle or on the interior just because of his size. Um, but yeah, that's probably the only one. Cause yeah, like you said, they have a lot of quality, you know, not only starters that are young and, and got a ton of experience, but they've got some legitimate depth with guys that are experienced. And like you said, they will possibly only lose Nick Broker. I think Jeremy James comes back. Um, so I think that that's probably your only loss. And then, like you said, they had the the two freshman guys playing on each, on each side. So, um, and had the top rushing offense in the sec and the, you know, what, what are they? Are they, I think they're still third in the country behind the two service academies. So, um, run blocking was not the issue in 2022 it was the pass blocking, but, um, yeah, George is the only one just because of the connection with Zach Evans and Ole Miss has some familiarity there from last year. Defensive line outside of wide receiver. This is the number one position for me. Edge. You got to get an edge. Yeah. Um, and I haven't heard of any names, right? I know they're going to look to the portal for, I, I know that I have it pretty well sourced. They're going to get one more high school guy and then they're going to go to the portal. Um, as far as edge goes, Neo Avery is going to play that position. I don't know if he'll play immediately, but he is an edge rusher for Ole Miss when he gets to campus. I think the name to know right now is Adana J. Green. Been committed to Louisville forever, but he's been to Ole Miss multiple times. Randall Joyner and the staff have been recruiting him heavily. Um, and he has not shied away from talking about how much he likes Ole Miss and how much he likes Randall Joyner. So that's a one that, that's a name that they're they're looking to flip. Um, Serene Turkara and uh, Chamberlain Campbell are two other guys um, from the high school ranks. But right now I'm still trying to see who as a, you know, getting in the portal wise, which edge rushers they're going to look at. I know that there were a couple guys from Texas A&M that got in the portal. I don't know if they're going to look at those guys. Um, I know one was from the Northeast area that they obviously recruit that area heavily. Um, so, you know, is that going to be, you know, who they're going to focus on or are they kind of waiting to see when the dust settles here in the next couple of weeks um, who they want to go after? But yeah, Elijah Judy from AM, he's a guy that um, is from Philly, almost has recruited the Philly area um, really well with Taishim Johnson, Aishim Young, and then the other surrounding areas up there in the Northeast with Chris Partridge's connections up there and then Randall Joyner one of the rising stars, if not the rising star at the defensive line coach position um, in the country. So uh, yeah, continue to monitor that one. We'll see if they start to get into contact with someone like Elijah Judy or not, but yeah, I, I, I agree. I think that's a very, very important position of need for them. Linebackers a priority too, but I think Ole Miss is expecting Sunterine Perkins to step in immediately and start. They still need to get one or two. But I think so. Um, I mean, and honestly, look, I'll say this, and maybe you think it's counterintuitive, but I think that he has been more of a, an impact for Raleigh High School on offense, and he hasn't had to play every single snap on defense. And I think that that's kind of kept a little more tread on the tires for him. He's not just completely worn down, you He's know, making making 20 tackles a game in high school. But um, that that's a that's a good comp. He's not as thick as Devin White was, but yeah, I mean he's a tremendous athlete, um, and I do think him playing more offense and getting more of a breather um, 
because Raleigh's got a pretty salty defense outside of him. But yeah, I mean, I I do think that I think he and Aiden Williams are the two guys that are going to play immediately, and um, he could potentially step in right away and, and and play at linebacker. Is he more Devin White or Harold Perkins? Uh, yeah, probably Harold Perkins. Um, Dang, almost just got a baller edge. <laughs> just because of the size, because Devin White was just a, I mean, dude was a bowling ball, yeah. but like a, but like Devin, a bowling he ball. Had the neck of a uh, tree trunk. <laughs> he didn't have a neck. Um, oh. But yeah, it, it, before this season, he was my, my comp for him was was Tony Connor. Um, because I think he's athletic enough to play on the outside and to cover in space, but he's gotten a little bit bigger and he still carries the size well because he's playing running back and running away from people for like 70, 80 yard touchdown runs every week. Yeah, Devin um, White did that too. That's why I kind of made the comment. Yeah, I, the Harold Perkins ones uh, is an interesting is an interesting comparison because of the you know similar size. They and, and Perkins is a is a menace off the edge, and I think that that's what what Suntarian's going to be able to do is to play some inside because he's physical enough, but he's also athletic and fast enough to, to make an impact off the edge. So, um, you know, almost like a, almost like a, almost like a smaller Will Anderson. Oh, Will Anderson can't tackle. That's my blind <laughs> take. Yeah. So the, so the Falcons are definitely drafting him. Yeah, absolutely. Cornerback. I think this is a sneaky, really important spot for Ole Miss in the portal. Yeah, I, they love Braxton Myers. Um, I mean, you want to talk about size. I mean, he's got it in spades. He's the prototypical SEC corner, um, the way he is built and playing at that high level in Texas. 6'1", 188, can really run. Um, JQ Hardaway is one to keep an eye on. I, I don't know if the Luke Fickle to Wisconsin thing will be something to monitor. I don't, I don't know if he's going to follow him up there, but he got in the portal, announced it on Twitter, and – Make all the jokes you want, but Lane Kiffin immediately retweeted it. Um, so I think that that's something to keep an eye on. He's from Phoenix City in Alabama. Lane Miss... Kiffin is not subtle, all right? He is not. <laughs> I mean, look, he's doing it like, for a reason. It is, it is noteworthy. It is newsworthy that he retweets that kid. I know it sounds stupid. I hate saying it too, but Lane Kiffin is not subtle. He is pursuing it's... JQ Hardaway. And they need yeah, and I mean, back. DeAndre Prince is gone. Miles Battle, I think, is gone. Yes, Davison Igbenosin was really good as a freshman, but he also didn't play much toward the end of the year because he dealt with true freshman issues. Braxton Myers, you can probably expect best case scenario to have that kind of similar track. You need to got to step in and play to start. Yeah. Opposite, maybe Davison Igbenosin, Marquevious Brown. There are yeah. no guarantees for Ole Miss at cornerback right now. In in Hardaway. The offer sheet is loud coming out of high school. Yeah. Um, Perry Iliano and Luke Fickle did an outstanding job recruiting him, um, beating out the likes of Georgia, Tennessee, Kentucky, Florida, Florida State. I, I mean, make all the jokes you want, but Michigan State offered him. And look, Mel Tucker is a guy that coached DBs at Georgia. So when you get an offer from Michigan State and you play that position, that's something to keep an eye on. But yeah, I mean, when when you're beating out Derek Ang's Derek Ainsley and Marcus Woodson for a corner, and you're at Cincinnati. That's that's yeah. pretty impressive. So Ole Miss he's... offered him. Ole Miss yeah. offered him and pursued him when he yeah, hit the and... portal. I went, oh, I remember that guy. He's a four yeah, star, Derek... 2022 and... guy. And then Lane retweets him, and people go, oh god, he's talking <laughs> about Twitter. But yeah, that makes sense. Ole Miss yeah. needs a corner. 
Derek Nix is still on the staff. He's yeah. an Alabama guy. He recruits that yep. state. Um, Avery Helm is another one to know. He's from Florida. Um, well, from the University of Florida. He's from Texas. Um, another corner, 6'2", 170, was a four-star guy coming out of high school. Similar, I mean, Carl Scott from Alabama recruited this guy. Um, Todd Grantham recruited him. Georgia, LSU, Auburn. He had a ton of offers. Tennessee, Arkansas, Ole Miss recruited him as well. So that's a name to know. Um, so they're going to try to find guys that fit their three, two, five, four, two, you know, whatever you want to call it, four, two, um, four, two, five, you know, or three, two, six, four, two, five. Sorry, yeah. math is hard. But, um, but yeah, I mean, they, they want to have a lot of defensive backs and, and have them on the field and put them in position to make plays. And they're going to try to find some guys that are, you know, JQ Hardaway is not from a P5 school, but Cincinnati is the G5 school. So he's someone that's played a lot and um, has a skill set that they like. That kid could play. Safety, I don't think, is a priority at all. But Miles Slusher from Arkansas is an interesting name to me. Yep. Sam Carter recruited him when he was on staff in Fayetteville and he's at Ole Miss. And yep. Sam, Sam Carter is another one like Randall Joyner that's a rising star. Players love him. He coaches hard. Um, I think that um, he had a significant impact on a lot of guys um, when he came in. Um, I mean, you saw the emergence of Davis and Benoson. He played a lot early. I think a lot of that goes to to Sam Carter's credit. And then Marquevious Brown came on late. Um, they started to uh, show some signs of some development there, and they're starting to get more and more younger guys playing. Um, and, and I think that he, along with Chris Partridge, um, in that defensive room are – really starting to show that they can recruit and develop in the secondary. So somebody like Marvin Burks Jr. Ahmad Brown is someone people don't talk about enough. He didn't really get a ton of pub during the the high school season because he had to literally do everything for Crisp County. He played quarterback, he kicked, played running back, receiver. Um, but I think that he is someone that can really step in and provide some depth as a true freshman. And then Daniel Demery, I, I, he's right up there with Javante Connor for me in this class. Um, the dude is a four-year starter at Parish Episcopal in Dallas, and they're playing for their fourth straight state championship this weekend. I think that he is going to be a name that people are going to remember in a couple years where it's like, man, how in the hell was that guy a three-star? Um he he's just a there's he's just a dude. There's no other way to put it. He's just a guy that just continuously makes plays, and I think it's going to trend transition into to college for him. Um, you know, it's it's cliche. It's a you know, it's what everyone it just just knows for the football. I mean, just everywhere. I mean, he just constantly makes plays. Um, Randall Joyner recruited him. He's close to that family. Um, he was the key there, and I think that he is someone that's going to play a lot. Um, Trying to flip Dakari Nelson from Penn State. He's from Selma, Alabama. Um, and then Isaac Smith, I think LSU is in the lead there, but they're going to try to get him. Jamel Johnson's on the list, the uh, former Texas commit. Um, another guy that did everything. It's uh, I don't know if it's Seguin or Seguin in Texas, but um, just another versatile athlete. And then in the portal, you mentioned Slusher. Jonathan McGill is someone that you could potentially keep an eye on kind of a similar build to like a um, Ladarius Tennyson, Aishim Young. I'm drawing a blank. Jake Springer, um, kind of a Jake Springer type guy. Um, played a lot of football at Stanford. 
you know, he's going to have a a high IQ, not only on the football field, but also in the classroom. So someone that could get acclimated and learn the defense quickly, if he were to come to Ole Miss and uh, could make an impact close to the line scrimmage and, you know, covering people in space. Well, buckle up Ole Miss fans. The window opens December 5th and Lane Kiffin will be busy. Lane Kiffin, the head coach of Ole Miss, still not at Auburn like you freeze. Yep. Friggin' you freeze. Thank you, buddy. All right, man. We'll do it again next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.